Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. And I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. We are proudly brought to you in association with SA Partners, a world-leading business transformation consultancy. SA Partners are a truly purposeful company focused on helping organisations achieve sustainable improvement for themselves, others and the planet. Welcome to episode 123 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have Natalia Dank on the show with us today. Natalia is recognised as a pioneer in Agile HR and business agility, author of the award-winning book Agile HR and head of HR Trend Institute. Gaining, retaining and growing employees is so important in today's world. Today we'll explore Natalia's book together with Rena Hellstrom, Agile HR. Let's get into the episode. Natalia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Yeah. Natalia, I've read your book a while back and as we spoke before the show, I've spread the word wide and far. It's a wonderful book and I gained so much from it myself. But I'm keen to know your backstory. Like, What led you down this path to be connecting Agile and HR and writing a book with Rena? Yeah, it's an, uh, an interesting story, but it starts with uh, essentially too much agile, sorry, too much HR process. So I was working at uh, a fairly big bank in the Netherlands at the time, and we were using a 25 box matrix, because you can never have too many boxes, um, to assess talent. And it was one of these processes that we had lost the sense of kind of why we were doing it. Where, where was the people? And and this process would take, you know, months to complete. And I was a global head of talent at the, at the time. Um, and then there was a sort of lack of using the data that we collected to really then drive results and good conversations. And then it was sort of, so why are we doing this? Is this process over people? And um, I kind of left that role slightly kind of, you know, just, disenchanted or disengaged with with my profession at the time and went looking for uh, what to do next. And I knew I wanted to get in touch with how do you build great organizations and what was going on and kind of what I was seeing. There was a new type of doing business that was starting to emerge. Um, and I was very fortunate. My first assignment as a newly fledged consultant was with an organization that was a very successful startup, was now kind of pumping, and they were agile from word go. And I was asked to come in and help them evolve performance and reward for their primarily tech area, which was quite a large part of the business. Um, and they were working in a full agile uh, sort of formation. But what was interesting is it was the way it happened. So I went in there like a good ad HR consultant and I did my interviews and I read the engagement survey. And then I went and looked at what I call the cool kids, you know, so what's Google doing? At that stage, what's Facebook doing, but they're not so cool anymore and all these kind of uh, ones. And then I presented, of course, my blueprint of how would you do performance and reward. And I was cutting edge, you know, I was taking out ratings. I was, you know, changing bonuses to make it more collective. So I was, I thought this is awesome. And the head of technology at the time said, well, how do you know it's going to work? Uh, what's what's the evidence? You know, you need to test this. You need to get some data. You need to experiment. And then based on the outcomes, we will, you know, move forward and, and make some changes. And I was like, oh, what? And you can't 
experiment on people, can you? And so I sort of fell into trying Agile. I was very fortunate. The teams were really open, of course, to experimentation. They wanted to fix the problem, which is what I discovered. People will participate if they want to fix the problem. And yeah, after three months and then six months, we had all this data of what worked and what didn't. And it, I realized you co-created change by working this way. And I went, oh my God, there's something in this. I started calling it Agile HR and never looked back. Um, so that's that, yeah, neat. that's how I ended up here. <laughs> you, were, you were blended into the Agile or Scrum team approach right from the get-go by the company that you were consulting to. That is awesome. That is co-creation. Totally. Yeah. I was, I was for, like, I suppose, forced to think about how do you do it differently? Because up until that stage, I thought te- um, Agile was just for tech. So I was one of those people that was in another, you know, I, you know, but I'm HR, you know, I represent the whole organization and here I am thinking it's a method that's not for me. It's just for another team. And quite quickly, I realized, hang on, there is so much in here. And what I loved is that in HR at at the time and still today, we are talking about things of how do we be more evidence-based? How do we make sure it's about the people and not the process? You know, how do we build this engaging employee experience like a customer journey? And all the tools sit in the world of agile and business agility. And so, and it's also, that's already happening in the business. So why don't we use the same things to build the results that we're trying to get to? So for me, there was just this natural crossover. And also there was a reason that this company was so successful. They were using techniques that are proven to work in the new disrupted complex world in which we operate. So, and, and HR has to know how to build people solutions in that new world. So yeah. And it was only um, talking with a company yesterday where I heard of a new safety software being deployed in the company, you know, and we're deploying a new safety software and we're putting all our time into this and, you know, we haven't got any other time for doing anything else in HR apart from this. But then I speak to the people at the front line in the factory, they don't even know about it. And I'm thinking, exactly. how are you deploying a software for people in the factory when, when that you haven't even engaged with your customers to start with and there's no co-creation going on and there's certainly no experimentation going on because we're in full-blown deployment phase i was just thinking oh boy but but that is the legacy don't you think of so, so i think what's interesting about hr is the reason it often gets this bad name is it does represent quite traditional tailorist you know post-industrial kind of ways of working and in the world of agile that often equals a more waterfall big bang you know one size fits or Uh, implementation. And we know that, you know, once it's a more complex problem to solve, that just does not work. Um, But so there's a lot of legacy for organizations to unpick and a lot of HR processes are in that legacy. So I often talk about at the moment where I, I think we're in such an exciting stage of the evolution of the workplace, um, you know, are coming out of the pandemic and what's going on in the world. It's scary, but exciting. And we're co-creating it kind of real time. But a lot of that is for HR is a big part of that because it's about what does it mean for your people? Um, however, that actually means co-creating a new version of HR at the same time. And so, and that again is a bit scary, but also really exciting. Yeah. I really love your description of it too there, which is, you know, understand who your customers are, co-create together, and then think how can you experiment and test rapidly and learn and work together to co-create this wonderful thing. And it's a really nice description of just Agile and its 
most base simple form, isn't it? It's wonderful. Cool. Yeah, and it should be quite simple. It, it doesn't need to be this big, scary, um, I don't know, uh, un- unattainable thing. It should be quite simple to implement. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good experience a few days ago. I, I coached a chap in using more agile techniques and project management just simply. And within one hour, he was up and running, you know, and he felt comfortable. Of course, I didn't go into much depth, but he got enough to be able to go and do what he does and have a lot better time than the old waterfall approach anyway. Exactly, and better results, I'd like to think. Yeah, better (laughs) results. Yeah. Who are some people that really influenced you along the way? Like you've had a massive journey of learning like we all have in this space. Anyone who comes into this space is always massive learning that when you think back to what you did in the past, but who, who are some people that inspired you on this path? Yeah, it's a really great question. And uh, what's interesting is when I first started in this area, we used the term pioneer because there was only myself and a few others, well, at least talking about agile HR as a, as a thing, um, even though, of course, the world of agile had existed for 20 years and um, and it was across different parts of business. And so I definitely kind of shout out to Pia Maria Thoren, um, who's based in Sweden, and she wrote Agile People, and she was sort of tweeting and posting about this topic. Of course, um, I'm, I met up with Rena Hellstrom, and we or we connected on Twitter originally. So again, it was this idea, you know, I started to talk about Agile HR, started to write about it, started to post about it, and I found fellow people on uh, the social media. But there really wasn't that many people. And so in the UK, um, I know that, and I have to sort of say a big shout out to some of my first clients. They were the first people to actually give this a go. And um, we were just experimenting with it, uh, you know, in real time, which was so exciting. Um, But there's a couple of key collaborators. So what happened is there was Tracy Waters at Sky at the time, um, Jane Weir, who's based in Australia, she was at BT Finance and then um, uh, is sort of uh, doing other things now. So a few key people were uh, realised what this was about. They came to some of my very first meetups. So we, we I started this meetup community, the first of which were in London. And it was people that went, oh, I'm going to give this a go. And they were going back to their teams and literally trying things out. I think Tracy, for example, sat a team down. They all read Scrum um, by Jeff Sutherland. And then, you know, in a week later, they went, okay, what should we try first? Um, so these were, and this is why I started the meetup community uh, back in 2016. And to be honest, the first meetup was, uh, you know, 20 people in a basement um, room in in London. So and then it just kept growing and growing. And it was people that you had to learn through case studies. You had to learn through giving things a go. Um, and so this meetup community became so valuable. Um, another key person was Amanda Bellwood. She was looking after a team in sky betting and gaming, and then she's gone on to be head of HR in various places. And she also, and still today, I work with her teams. You know, we um, and so it's watching these teams evolve over a number of years and having these key collaborators where you can go, look, I've learned this. Do you want to try this out with your team? It's just so key. Um, and then, of course, of key writers in the world of Agile. You know, I've mentioned, mentioned Jeff. I would say Steve Denning was a big influence on me. I think particularly because when you're in HR, it's about what's going on for the whole organization and what is this concept of business agility and where what does it mean for 
people and policy and and um, kind of practices. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot of what he wrote about and the role of the manager and things like that was very influential for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's great to hear Natalia too. How many of those people that have influenced you, I can really hear the co-creation coming through and everything you've done because you've mentioned so many people you've worked with there as clients even that you've co-created with obviously and created amazing outcomes. Natalia, in your book, Agile HR with Rena, there's there's a lot of great insights and a lot of great content. If you were to summarize it, like what are the key takeaways that you'd say are important from what you've learned that you put into the book and even what you've learned since the book. Like I'm sure there's been many learnings since then too. So the book was about being like a toolkit or a a guidebook um, for someone like myself who was starting out in Agile HR and needed a sort of a, you know, a step-by-step guide of how to do it. And what I love is that people keep getting in contact saying, oh, that's how I use it. You know, I've been to uh, uh, new clients and, and new teams and they pull out the book and they've got post-it notes in there and highlighters. And I was like, excellent. That's exactly how we want it to, to be used. So that was the intention. Um, I think the main thing about the book, it was trying to deconstruct or translate these concepts of agile, uh, agile ways of working and business agility into the context of HR. So, and what I've found um, is I, particularly early on in my um, sort of journey or career in this area, um, lots of teams would say, oh, well, we had this agile session with an agile coach or someone from tech and we didn't really understand it. So it demonstrated that you, while you weren't talking about anything different, you needed to use the words that resonated with your particular uh, profession or or audience, I suppose. So I think that was one of the main things is, um, hey, everybody, this is something that's quite easy to get your head around. It makes a lot of sense. And now how do you start to implement this in your world? And so then I think particularly the section around Agile for HR. So the book is in two sections. One is Agile for HR, which is how do you use the tools and techniques within HR teams um, to build solutions in everything from performance reward to, you know, learning and development. Um, And then the second part is HR for Agile, which is what's HR's role in helping organizations transform and embrace agility. Um, The two, of course, go hand in hand. So the big theme is that you can't go off and help teams design, you know, a new operating model that for business agility, if you don't understand how to use agile techniques yourself, if you don't run a retro yourself, then you can't go off and espouse that to another part of the organization. So that's sort of one of the big things. Get to know it, try it out yourself, build your new own working model, and then go off and co-create, we keep using that word, with the business on how they can transform. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. So it really gives you that insight on how to apply Agile within your own HR team to get better at executing change that sticks and creates great outcomes for internal customers and external. And then it's like, okay, well, how do you then use HR to get results for Agile by considering the human factors and all the other pieces that come so wonderfully out of H- HR? Yeah. yeah it's so summary. It's, <laughs> it's so cool, Natal, because like with... um. Uh, Peter Hines has been on the show a few times and Peter's a legend from the world of lean, as I mentioned to you before the show. And Peter always talks about 
The key for Lean is to bridge the gap with HR. He does this image of, of a bridge with a big gap in the middle. And he says, like, you got HR and people factors on one side and you got lean tools and techniques on the other, but it's bridging that gap is what we need to do to make it stick. Well, your book has bridged that gap from both angles. It's like you're standing on one side of the bridge looking down and then you're standing on the other side of the bridge looking down too and you're going to bridge that gap and get sustainable outcomes. Yeah, it's. I'm glad that you see it that way. I think what's really interesting is that um, it's changing, but one of my first big kind of um, themes was how do we start working together, the Agile community and HR, because let's be honest, we, they saw each other as sort of enemies almost at the start. And I yeah. get it. I get that HR represents a lot of the legacy of what you're trying to change in an organization, though I felt like sometimes HR got an instant bad rap um, and vice, but then also, you know, quite quickly agile coaches maybe sometimes didn't appreciate the complexity of how do you build change across the whole organization as opposed to maybe just one team or say the tech area that uh, already have got agile. Yeah. So, um, so I think there's, it's uh, how do we understand each other a lot more? And I actually, you know, I still do. I, I always try and go and, spend time at agile meetups and spend time with agile coaches. But one thing that's really funny is when I say, oh, well, HR business partners can be agile coaches as well. It sometimes freaks agile coaches out. They're like, oh, what do you, no, no, no. Oh God, no, you've got it. We've got years of training. And I said, no, 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 there's a lot of the same skills. And so let help business partners understand, you know, agile and they could be your partner in, in this, you know? So it's, it's an interesting how we see each other yeah. um, sometimes. Natal, I've, I've been there from, uh, the first organization I got involved with to deploy as a uh, like an agile lean type manager, you know, I, I ran in with gusto and started to run my own path. And I quickly found within a matter of weeks that I was really annoying the HR team, you know, and I, and I picked up on that, sensed it pretty quick. They probably made it pretty obvious to me, but I rapidly collaborated with them, with um, Jan Kett and Nadia and a lot of the team in this company, it was uh, Signet and the Winston group, which has also got insignia. And uh, we collaborated and worked tightly at odd times. We stood on each other's toes still. I think that happens, but we, we worked hard together and made it very much uh, a cultural journey. And how do we make this an enterprise journey? And I think it was, we were feeling our way because like there was nothing that we could read and understand to take that path. You know, we just, luckily we collaborated rather than fought or saw each other as opposing forces, but I'm guessing this is a common story that you've heard of or seen at times when maybe collaboration doesn't happen and it goes the wrong way. Yeah. And I think it's what um, uh, we talk, you know, we talk about a lot of different elements of how do you achieve um, full transformation and look, transformation in itself is a bit of a misdemeanor, isn't it? You know, it's no, there's no end game, actually. It's this constant evolution, but to build change, if you're, yeah, People, organize, you know, teams like HR, such as finance, such as, you know, depending on where you are, compliance, 
definitely marketing and comms, all of these areas are so much a part of that change. And so if you're seeing each other as opposites or the the enemy from word go, it's not going to go very well. So um, let alone getting your kind of key stakeholders uh, over the line. So I think, um, yeah, you're setting yourself up to fail uh, from word go if we don't work together. In saying that, Yes, both sides need to understand each other better and definitely HR has to understand what is the value, you know, what is, what's the values of agile, uh, what does it really mean and how do they come willing to learn just as much as willing to contribute. So, you know, I definitely said um, see Anto, that. What's your thoughts on some of the challenges that within a lot of universities, we they still do not teach anything on lean or agile and then also in a lot of, MBAs and even master's degrees, they do not teach anything on agile and lean. And so I know in the agile profession and a lot of senior leadership development, you don't even hear this thing called agile or lean. And then all of a sudden you've got some advocate in the company pumping it up and spruiking its wares. And I can understand from their headspace, they're going, but I've just done an MBA. I didn't hear one thing about this thing. And, you know, you can see the tension that can come into play. Definitely. I, I would say that there's the same um, situation happening in the HR profession. So uh, a big a big part of what I do at PXO Culture um, and through the HR Trend Institute is how do you, how do HR teams learn about business agility and how do they start, you know, building practices around that? A lot of um, qualifications that are, people are doing through for HR um, don't touch on any of that. And um, so I had a, a good uh, friend who she was at ING for a number of years and she um, helped them, you know, achieve a big part of their agile transformation. Um, and she went and spoke at, um, it was in the Netherlands at a very at sort of the top Netherlands university and the top HR kind of um, program. And none of them had heard about business agility and agile HR. And ING was seen as the one, you know, the big employer. Um, yeah. So she's like, well, we're not setting up any any graduates to come into ING as an example um, to be able to hit the ground running. So so definitely. Um, and one thing I will say is I'm very, very happy is that there's a university in America that have put the book in as one of their uh, sort of streams in their awesome. HR uh, qualification and people are learning about Agile HR. So that's, that's nice. Well done, Natalia. <laughs> That'll help solve this problem we just mentioned. Ten times project execution and improvement speed is what many organizations have achieved with Agile. That's 10 times faster at executing this work than when they previously did before Agile. Recently, we've experienced chaotic and volatile times, but we're still doing okay. You know, most of us have come through what's happened and we're still going forward. The challenge is the uncertainty and obstacles that lie ahead of us. Survival of the fittest and most adaptable applies to organizations as much as it does to nature. Agile is the approach organizations from our largest and most successful the small startups have used to enhance their organization's ability to innovate, improve, and adapt at all levels and all places of the organization. The Enterprise Excellence Academy is running courses upcoming on Agile Scrum Master Product Owner and Agile Scrum at Scale, certified by Jeff Sutherland's company, the Agile Education Program. These courses are tailored to be industry agnostic. 
not just covering how it could be applied in IT, but also medical, operations, government, supply chain, you name it. If you're interested in learning more, go to enterpriseexcellenceacademy.com. Let's get back to the episode. Because I, I, I totally get it. Like, I don't blame these senior leaders who, or HR leaders who have been through a lot of education and they're highly qualified. And you've got some person out of left field spruiking this thing that just didn't even come up in my, my education. It's like, what else? What are you going to do? You know, you're going to look at it skeptically. Nadell, with, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nadell, with, with, um, your work going forward, what are you focused on now? You know, you've got this book that, I know you can buy anywhere. It's on Amazon. It's on every bookstore. What's your focus on your work going forward now? Like I know you were just mentioning and maybe doing some more trips around the world and things that are coming up, but what are you focused on upcoming? So um, so what happened is I, over the last couple of years, um, I, I wanted to get back into what I call sort of the full HR remit. So I became known as the agile HR girl, which is fine. Um, however, uh, for me going forward, agility underpins how we work. So this is, you know, and this is what, what business is trying to achieve. How do you, you know, deliver value at speed, you know, respond and adapt to your disrupted world um, and, you know, rapidly innovate to stay competitive. So that's kind of, I feel more and more a given now going um, across all, all, all organizations and industries. So I wanted to, I, I now focus on kind of the full spectrum of what is sits in sort of um, if we want to kind of drop the word HR, you know, I call it people experience and operations, or you can call it people and culture. Um, there's a few terms out there. Um, I'm I don't like to use different terms unless I know people are actually doing things differently. But um, but we do need to drop the HR at some stage. Um, and then I'm looking at okay, uh, in all that you do around these people solutions and people practices, how do you do it with an agile lens? And so I, I, I work very closely with HR leaders and teams to essentially build up their skills over time and then, and then how do they actually roll, you know, design and deliver um, in an agile way their people strategy. And what that actually means is like other parts of the business is the operating model of HR has to has to change. So that's kind of where I spend a lot of time now is how do you move schools for people that don't know HR. What's interesting is not only were we traditionally quite siloed from the business or the rest of the business, which is crazy. Um, we within HR we're we're siloed on topics. So um, recruitment would be owned by somebody talent development, internal development would be owned separately and not necessarily talking to recruitment, which is external talent. You know, um, you then got learning and development over here. You've got reward over there. You've got, you know, culture change. You've got um, HR business partners and everyone was kind of doing their own project, trying to get time from everyone else. So there's lots of stuff happening, a lot of things getting released onto the business, um, like your health and safety that you were just talking about earlier. But no true engagement, no what's going on for our customers, what's right for what's the right business problems to solve at this moment in time. And as we know from Agile, solving complex problems is it needs to be in a multifunctional, multi-skilled way. So 
I spend a lot of time now looking at how do you build this more multifunctional version of HR? How do they partner very closely with the business and co-create? And what is a, a T-shape? I use, um, you know, a T-shape professional look like in HR and a T-shape team. Um, and then from that, how are you doing great things in topics like, um, uh, you know, building an, a strong employee value proposition, solving your skills crisis, um, helping a business go net zero, um, you know, uh, what, how do you find talent in this very competitive marketplace? How do you find tech talent? These kind of things. So it's all the business problems that are out there that everyone should be relating to. But now how do I, yeah, how do I help HR be this multifunctional team that helps the business solve that on the from the people side. That's basically what I look at. Yeah, that's great. And you certainly named some key topics. And one that's passionate of mine too is that how do we go net zero? And like I can't see companies truly getting to net zero or our world getting to net zero unless we create agile teams throughout whole organizations and you know, or or lean teams, teams that are running improvement experiments every day, because we're not going to do it otherwise. No, it's um I so if anyone wants to learn a bit from the HR point of view um on PXO culture, um my website I've written some articles um from a sort of a HR lens. Actually, I wrote an article for the Business Agility Institute um, magazine recently, and um and I I'm the same. It's not it's not just a business target, and it's not just changing operations. This is a people initiative. You've got to win the hearts and minds, and we've got to all learn how to live differently, let alone you know work differently and build different types of products. So, um, and but it's a complex problem, and that's what Agile is all about. And also, it's a problem that was created by people. So we you know the idea is that we can solve it. Um, but I agree, it's it's probably the biggest one yet to try and solve in business. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the more we yeah. can have everyone in the organization working on it every day through experiments, the, the faster and better we'll get there. Yeah. And there's an absolute win-win there too, isn't it? It's not like, you know, I think that's been proven over and over again now. Oh, totally. And what's, um, you know, if you take more the the HR lens, uh, what's really interesting, and I've been looking at a lot of data that shows that, particularly, of course, the younger the generation, um, and particularly since the pandemic, people are seeking more meaning in their role. So we've talked about this with the great resignation and these trends like quiet quitting, all of this kind of thing. But what's interesting is that if you could align your employee value proposition with going net zero and people think, yeah, I can save the planet while I work here, you've got them. And not only can you get the best talent on the market, you can you know, keep them and they're going to feel like they're doing great work. And I think something like Patagonia is a, you know, one of the best examples out there. If you start saying your, you know, your purpose to be here is to save the planet and make it go longer and be longer, everyone wants to work with for you. So I, it, again, it gives you that competitive advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I was working with um, Unilever last week and the talent within Unilever is off the charts. And yes, there's many facets to that, but one facet is they're a purpose-led organization and the people sense and feel that and they feel bonded to that because it, it was impressive. 
definitely and i've i've recently did some work with unilever and i can <laughs> can second that it's um and again you know they they even did a whole kind of initiative around how do you define your purpose um in the organization so you know that, that's strong isn't it that's you know so everyone coming into work is going okay this is the purpose of the organization this is my purpose and this is how it all fits together so um yeah do things like that you're going to get the good the best people yeah yeah, too true, too true. Natalia, what would be your two-minute tip in this area? Like if you had someone in an elevator, very slow elevator, heading up to level 36, what would be your two-minute tip you'd give them on this topic we're talking about of Agile HR? Oh, um, so if they're brand new to Agile, I would say try a personal Kanban. It's a fantastic way to learn how... <laughs> you often can't get very much done each day and understanding how to manage your own work in progress, reprioritize, deal with capacity, but just start to use that visualization of work. Um, so, and there's lots of, I think there's a, there's a book out there. There's lots of things on personal Kanban. If you're then someone in HR, I would say, don't think that co-creation and user testing equals this huge, big kind of, you know, multiple focus groups and huge kind of initiative. It can be as easy as, you know, walking down the corridor or getting five people on Zoom and saying, what do you think of this? Uh, and then using that feedback to iterate before you release. And that's as simple as it can be. Yeah, you can take it as simple, as complex as you want to take it, can't you? That's great advice. Nantel, what's been a recent insight for you? Like I can see over, I don't know, your whole career, you've probably had many, but what's been a recent learning? Uh, well, I would say that um, unfortunately that we've still got a long way to go. So I think sometimes when you're people like ourselves, we work with clients that are really kind of up for it, ready to go. Um, they maybe get why, you know, they've asked you in to, to help them learn and change. Um, you end up in a bit of your bubble, don't you? So I, you know, and I, you know, got great collaborators. We're always speaking about the need to modernize and change HR. Um, so I've had a few engagements recently or a few conversations where, oh, okay. Yeah. No, we've still got a long way to go. There's still a lot of HR teams out there that haven't been given the opportunity to understand how this could help them, um, have maybe had a negative experience with Agile done very in a bad way, um, maybe forced onto them, maybe done it, you know, in a very non-Agile way, top down. Um, and so, and you know, if I think about business transformation and business agility in general, yeah, we're not there yet. There's no utopia, is there? So, um, and I think maybe every challenge that comes along, like going net zero, means that you've got to keep working at it and keep and be, to be that master. So, we've still got a long way to go, and HR still needs to change. It's not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a long it's a long path, a never ending path, isn't it? And uh, the wonderful thing about, like you said, is having that strong purpose down. The, down the way that you're looking at because it helps you keep on the path because it's not easy sometimes is it it can be it can be tough sometimes definitely definitely and you <laughs> yeah. and i and i think because um well it's the old change curve isn't it so you know the what is it where you go through the stages of change and the, or the stages of grief and if you're people like ourselves we've been we've gone through it and we're we're off and we're away and and i sometimes think oh maybe i should be talking about something else now maybe you know I, 
surely we need to move on. And then you have a new conversation. You're like, oh, no, 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 I need to keep you yeah. know, uh, coming back to the the basics of what is Agile HR and why do we do it? Um, because, yes, we've still got a, a big kind of change to happen across the world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's a change that can impact so many things, Natal, just like I've heard through chatting to you today, like everything down to our environmental impact, which is amazing. Natal, how, how can people reach out to you and get in touch to learn more or, or to get help? Well, I do believe I'm the only Natal Dank on on LinkedIn and possibly, I don't know, I've never met an, an, definitely the combination of Natal and Dank that seems to be fairly unique. So it's, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. So just get in touch. Um, I, I really like to connect. I'm always happy to chat. Um, and then my I um, my main company is called PXO Culture, uh, one word, so pxoculture.com. That's where we do all our kind of agile HR work. So come and join us. We do loads of meetups, often free. Um, so please come along. And then, of course, I also now look after the HR Trend Institute. And we just did our nine trends for 2023. So you can go and check it out. You can go see my YouTube, go on my YouTube channel and you see it there. And in the new year, in January, we're having a meetup about the trends. So that would be um, something to join. Oh, that sounds great timing. Adele, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, everything you have done and everything you will continue to do to help us create a better future. And Adele, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye for now. What a great episode. Remember, you can visit our website, enterpriseexcellenceacademy.com to learn more about upcoming courses on Agile. Please like, subscribe and share this podcast to help others gain insights and create a better future. There were two key takeaways for me from this episode. Firstly, Agile helping HR and HR helping Agile transformations. Agile offers so much to HR teams by way of enhancing their culture, team performance and the ability for them to innovate, execute projects and achieve change. It connects any team so closely with its internal and external customers, focuses a team on its aligned vision and goals, it amplifies performance. HR teams have so much to offer Agile Transformations also, when you look at it in the inverse. An Agile Transformation requires the people of the organisation to change. HR teams are the specialists within our organisations in this area. When they are heavily involved in supporting any major change, the chances of success are greatly increased. The second key takeaway for me was keep it small, co-create, test, learn, adapt rapidly. The Agile system is geared to this approach. It helps create a culture that focuses on minimal viable product, conducting some change work that can be released to customers either internally or externally to learn from and adapt rapidly. This approach creates a form of co-creation mentioned by Natal. It can be taken a step further by including customers within Agile team actually external customers. I've seen a number of teams set up with customers as the product owner. Thanks again for your time and knowledge and talent. Thanks for helping us create a better future. Bye for now.